Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, January 4, 2018. Juvenile Detention Home Fund, Reimbursements to Detention Homes. Issue, this issue review examines juvenile detention home reimbursement through the Iowa Juvenile Detention Home Fund in addition to alternative reimbursement proposals. Affected Agencies, Iowa Department of Human Services, Code Authority, Iowa Code Sections 232.142 and 321.218A. Background. Juvenile detention homes are facilities that provide secure, short-term housing to youth under the age of 18 who are awaiting court hearings and proceedings. There are currently nine juvenile detention homes in Iowa, as shown in Appendix A. A delinquent juvenile is referred to a detention home where there is probable cause to believe the juvenile has committed a serious criminal act such as a crime classified as a felony or an aggravated misdemeanor. The homes funded through the Juvenile Detention Home Fund do not include the training school for boys at Eldora or the Iowa Juvenile Home at Toledo, which is no longer in operation. However, the Central Iowa Juvenile Detention Home in Eldora Dora, Iowa, a privately run entity, receives funding from the Juvenile Detention Home Fund. The Juvenile Detention Home Fund was established to provide state assistance to juvenile detention homes for reimbursement of operation expenses. Fees collected by the Department of Transportation under Iowa Code Section 321.218A, which includes civil penalties for driver's license, suspensions, and revocations, are deposited into the Juvenile Detention Home Fund. The Department of Human Services, DHS, has the authority to then allocate these collected funds to state juvenile detention homes. The Iowa Code requires the DHS to reimburse juvenile detention homes for at least 10%, but not more than 50% of total costs related to the establishment, improvement, operation, and maintenance of the homes. The average total amount in the Juvenile Detention Home Fund that is available for distribution to homes is roughly $4.2 million annually. The standards for reimbursement are noted in Iowa Administrative Code Chapter 441, Section 167.3. The homes must be compliant with current standards of operation and must submit total establishment, improvement, operation, and maintenance costs to the DHS. The DHS then allocates the funds to the juvenile detention homes based on their prorated portion of total submitted costs. The Iowa Administrative Code describes eligible costs in detail. Quote, eligible costs costs shall be determined by using a cost allocation methodology that follows generally accepted accounting principles, or GAAP. Eligible costs shall be based on the portions of the allowable costs that are directly attributable to the function of detaining youth in the home. A. Costs are not eligible for reimbursement if a supplemental funding, reimbursement, or refund source is available to the home. County payments to an eligible home for the function of detaining youth in the home, care and keep, are not considered to be supplemental funding, reimbursement, or funded sources for the purpose of this sub-rule. Ineligible costs include, but are not limited to, 1. Refundable deposits, 2. Services funded by sources other than juvenile detention reimbursement program, 3. Operational activities such as the food and nutrition program that is funded by the Iowa Department of Education, B. Costs attributed to portions of the home not directly used for detaining children are not eligible for reimbursement. C. Costs of alternatives 
to detaining youth in the approved detention home are not eligible for reimbursement. Services ineligible for reimbursement include, but are not limited to, 1. Community tracking and monitoring activities. 2. Transportation not related to detention. 3. Outreach services. and 4. In-home detention. And D. Capital expenses are to be depreciated over the useful life of the item following generally accepted accounting principles. The annual depreciated amount for items that are eligible costs may be claimed for reimbursement, end quote. Prior to the 2017 legislative session, the licensed bed statewide maximum for juvenile detention homes was set at 262 beds. With the enactment of House File 653, Fiscal Year 2018 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, the maximum number of statewide juvenile detention beds statewide increased to 272. In Fiscal Year 2016, the average daily occupancy across juvenile detention homes was 149 beds, leaving 113 beds across the state available for occupancy. On the busiest day for juvenile detention homes in that year, 80 beds were available statewide. Current situation. Under the current reimbursement model, detention homes submit their total costs for each year. The DHS then reimburses homes after the close of the state fiscal year based on total eligible costs proportionate to their share of the juvenile detention home fund balance. Homes must submit their certifications of costs by August 10th of each year and DHS distributes the funds by August 31st. Reimbursements for costs incurred in the previous fiscal year are made in the following fiscal year, i.e. juvenile detention homes costs incurred in fiscal year 2016 are reimbursed through facility allocations in fiscal year 2017. In 2010, Iowa Auditor of State David Vaught released a report recommending the consideration of a bed day-based reimbursement model which would involve the state reimbursing homes through a review of the number of bed days a juvenile is detained instead of evaluating funds expended for the operation and maintenance of a facility. The differences between these two reimbursement methodologies will be explored in this issue review. In addition to state reimbursements, juvenile detention homes receive county funding, smaller amounts of funding from the Iowa Department of Education, primarily for home meal reimbursement, and funding from other counties that need assistance from facilities outside of the youth's home county to provide beds. State funding. In 2010, the Auditor of State noted the following conclusion in the Juvenile Detention Home Fund report. Quote, the Code of Iowa currently rewards centers for incurring the most expensive without regard for the actual volume of services rendered. In addition, reimbursements are based on total expenditures rather than net expenditures, allowing centers to submit costs for juvenile detention home fund reimbursement, which are already funded by other sources, end quote. The Auditor of State also raised concerns regarding the accuracy of costs submitted in the past to the DHS by three of the juvenile detention homes. The costs submitted by these homes, as reviewed by the auditor for fiscal years 2003 through 2009, were reported as either including calculation errors or as failing to comply with criteria for eligible costs 
as specified by the Iowa Code. The analysis in this issue review does not include an evaluation of the validity and accuracy of costs that were reimbursed through the Juvenile Detention Home Fund during the years reviewed fiscal years 2014 through 2016. Prior to the publication of the Auditor of State report, the DHS released a 2009 memorandum including guidelines for reporting allowable juvenile detention home costs for reimbursement. The DHS established new documentation requirements for reimbursement including the following, a completed general accounting expenditure form showing the total eligible costs incurred in the fiscal year being reimbursed, a ledger expense sheet providing line item details supporting each cost as identified on the general accounting expenditure form. The ledger expense sheet should include other sources of funding for costs, if applicable, to avoid overcompensation, and a copy of the home's financial statement audit report. Table 1 and Table 2 that accompany this report show each home's share of reimbursed costs. In fiscal year 2016, Polk County, Central Iowa, and Lynn County juvenile detention homes received the highest allocations from the fund, while Northwest Iowa, South Iowa, and Dubuque juvenile detention homes received the smallest allocations from the fund. Table 3 that accompanies this article shows a three-year average from fiscal years 2014 through 2016 of each juvenile detention home's average total costs the amount approved for the reimbursement, and the percentage of each home's total costs as reimbursed by the DHS. All homes met the codified threshold of being reimbursed for at least 10% and no more than 50% of eligible costs with an average reimbursement of 21.7% of eligible costs displayed as the percentage of total costs reimbursed. Alternative 1, cost-based versus bed-day-based Reimbursement. The Department of Human Rights, Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning Division, CJJP, tracks bed days by juvenile detention home as part of a federal reporting requirement for states under the Federal Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention Act. This act provides federal formula grants and technical assistance to states for the purpose of reducing juvenile delinquency. Under the current cost-based reimbursement model, eligible costs may be higher at a facility that provides a lower number of bed days than another facility whose costs are lower overall but provide more bed days. Instead, a bed day-based reimbursement model would take into account the cumulative number of bed days per juvenile per facility when a juvenile is detained and a juvenile detention home would receive a portion of the juvenile detention home fund that was equal to the proportion of percentage of the statewide total bed days that the facility accounted for in that fiscal year. The homes would receive a proportional share of fees collected through the juvenile detention home fund as is the current methodology being used for cost-based reimbursement. One critique of migrating to a solely bed-day-based reimbursement model is that a bed-day-based reimbursement model does not account for facility overhead costs and could potentially shift juvenile detention home fund resources away from facilities with larger operating expenses to facilities that may have lower operating expenses and more youth being served. A bed-day is defined as a single occurrence of one youth in one juvenile detention home bed for one day. For example, a youth held in a juvenile detention home bed for three days 
would count as three bed days. Table 4 that accompanies this article shows annual bed day tracking by facility for fiscal years 2014 through 2016. When reviewing each home's share of the total number of bed days in Table 4, the Polk County and Central Iowa juvenile detention homes serve more youth than the rest of the detention homes, followed by Woodbury County and Lynn County. This higher share of the total is also observed when reviewing relative costs. However, a bed-day-based reimbursement model is more advantageous to Woodbury County. Under the bed-day-based reimbursement, Woodbury County would have received 13.6% more in funds from the Juvenile Detention Home Fund in fiscal year 2016, despite having a relatively high share of eligible costs. For the purposes of bed day tracking by facility, youth who have been waived to adult criminal court out-of-state youth and youth awaiting trial for federal charges or for crimes with substantial federal interest, violent felonies, drug trafficking and or importation offenses, or firearms offenses are not included in the statewide bed day aggregate. These youth are tracked separately and are shown in Table 5 and Table 6 that accompany this issue review. Proportional allocations under the proposed bed day-based reimbursement model using the Juvenile Detention Home Fund balances for fiscal year 2014, fiscal year 2015, and fiscal year 2016 appear in Table 7 that accompanies this issue review. Table 8 that accompanies this issue review provides a comparison between cost-based and bed-day-based reimbursement using a three-year average. The table shows 70% of juvenile detention homes would have received a higher funding allocation under a bed-day-based reimbursement compared to 30% receiving a higher funding allocation under the cost-based reimbursement. In July 2017, the Dubuque County Juvenile Detention Home was closed. The Dubuque County Juvenile Detention Home historically carried the lowest utilization rate of all homes with fewer annual operating costs and fewer bed days than the other detention homes. The Dubuque County Juvenile Detention Home's bed use continued to decrease in the fiscal years leading up to the closure of the home. Dubuque would have benefited more from bed day-based reimbursement with the home receiving nearly $28,000 less under a cost-based reimbursement than it would have under the bed-day-based reimbursement. Due to the low utilization rate that led to the juvenile detention home being closed temporarily in July 2016, followed by a permanent closure in July 2017, future allocation comparisons between reimbursement models do not include the Dubuque Juvenile Detention Home and the home's proportional share has been redistributed for illustrative purposes. Table 9 that accompanies this issue review shows a comparison between allocations under both reimbursement models after redistributing Dubuque's allocation. When Dubuque is excluded, 66.6% of the juvenile detention homes receive a larger allocation under bed-day-based reimbursement. Budget impact. A bed-day-based reimbursement model would result in relatively fewer dollars being allocated to the Polk County Juvenile Detention Home and urban homes serving nearly 19% of the total delinquent juveniles and submitting nearly 37% of approved costs for reimbursement in fiscal year 2016. Polk County is the only juvenile detention home with costs that are significant enough to outpace reimbursement for the number of bed days for which youth are held annually. This observation leads to a question of whether the reimbursement model should remain status quo as the second most utilized home 
with the highest share of cost receives a comparatively higher level of reimbursement under the current system. Alternatives 2 and 3, Work Group Recommendations. House File 649, Fiscal Year 2012 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, as passed during the 2011 legislative session, required that representatives from the following entities convene to form a work group to review the current methodology for the distribution of monies from the Juvenile Detention Home Fund, Chief Juvenile Court Officers, the Department of Human Rights, and the Department of Human Services. In the legislative report drafted by the work group, work group members noted that allocating juvenile detention home funds based on services provided or bed days would result in competition among facilities to garner business from other counties, and this would lead to youth being placed in county juvenile detention homes varying distances away from their counties of residence. Instead, the work group proposed two recommendations for equalizing the distributions. First recommendation, the work group's first recommendation was to provide each home with a base allowance of $100,000 and then allocate the remainder based on the bed day reimbursement formula, a reimbursement option that includes the $100,000 base allowance with the remainder based on eligible costs has also been calculated and provided for comparison in Table 11 that accompanies this issue review. Second recommendation. The work group's second recommendation for consideration was to provide a base allowance of $75,000 to each juvenile detention home and to split the remaining funds in two ways. One half of the remaining funds would be allocated based on eligible costs and the other half would be allocated based on a bed day based percentage. This allocation model is shown in Table 12 that accompanies this issue review. Comparison to the current system versus recommendations. All allocations use a three-year average from reimbursements received during fiscal years 2014 through 2016, and Dubuque County's juvenile detention homes allocation has been redistributed. The allocations under the current cost-based reimbursement model have been provided for comparison. The bed-day-based reimbursement model that includes a $100,000 base allowance for each detention home is more advantageous for North Iowa, Northwest Iowa, South Iowa, and Scott County. County detention homes, 44% of the remaining detention homes, when compared to the reimbursement model that includes a $75,000 base allowance. As was observed through the initial comparative analysis of cost-based and bed-day-based reimbursement, Polk and Lynn counties receive larger allocations under the current reimbursement system, which is based solely on eligible costs. However, compared to the current reimbursement structure, Polk County realizes a slightly smaller allocation when juvenile detention homes receive a base allowance. Lynn County receives a larger allocation than the current structure when only comparing reimbursement models that include a base allowance. Woodbury and Central Iowa would receive the largest allocations under the strictly bed-day-based reimbursement model, and Southwest Iowa Detention Home would receive the largest allocation under the cost-based reimbursement model that includes a $100,000 base allowance. When comparing a bed-day-based reimbursement model to the bed-day-based reimbursement model that includes a $100,000 base allowance, seven out of nine detention homes receive a larger allocation under the model that includes a $100,000 base allowance. The difference between allocations under the two models ranges from $2,000 to $50,000. The average difference between the two models for these detention homes was about $29,000. Under the current system, juvenile detention homes have been able to reduce maintenance 
maintenance costs due to a home's proximity to county buildings. For example, the South Iowa Area Juvenile Detention Home is located near the Lee County Sheriff's Office, which enables the grounds of both buildings to be maintained simultaneously by the same contractor. However, for homes that do not benefit from co-location arrangements or are not located within or near a county complex, it is unclear whether moving to a bed-day-based reimbursement model would render homes unable to recover costs that are currently captured through maintenance and operation cost reports. During the consideration of alternative recommendations, the work group recommended that the CJJP be tasked with administering juvenile detention home fund reimbursements. The division would also receive funding for the administrative costs associated with dispersing detention home allocations from the fund. The CJJP would continue tracking bed days and reviewing submitted data for accuracy. At this time, the cost-based reimbursement model remains in place. In consideration of bed day-based reimbursement and a possible incentive provided to homes to maximize the services provided by increasing the number of bed days, decision makers may wish to review how establishment, maintenance, improvement, and operation costs may be altered within acceptable parameters to increase fund allowances under the current cost-based reimbursement structure. The LSA staff contact for this issue review is Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. To view all charts, graphs, forms, and other text documents, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov and open the LSA Publications tab on the top. Click on Fiscal Analysis on the left. Then under Fiscal Publications, click on Issue Reviews.